Story twenty eight of Maoriland Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Story twenty eight Hinemore's Swim. Hinemore was the daughter of a king who lived on the shores of a great lake in Maui's island. She was so beautiful that all the surrounding princes wished to marry her, but she loved Tutanekai, who was not a prince at all. Tutanekai lived on an island in the lake. He loved Hinemore with all his heart, but because he was a nobody, the king would not hear of their marriage. Indeed, he was so angry at the idea that Hinemore felt it was unsafe for Tutanekai to come near her home. She sent a messenger to tell him so. By the messenger, they arranged that some night she should cross the lake in her canoe and be married to Tutanekai in his own island. Every night, said Tutanekai, I will sound my horn from the hill on the island. You will know by that sound that I am waiting for you. Seize your first chance to come away unseen. So it was all arranged. Every night Tutanekai sounded his horn till midnight to cheer and guide Hinamore if she should be on the lake. His friend Tiki stood with him, playing on his flute to swell the sound of Tutanekai's music. But Hinemore was not on the lake. Her father, the stern old king, could hear the music quite as well as she could. He suspected that it was a signal and that she meant to cross the lake to Tutanekai. So he gave orders that every canoe on the lakeside should be securely tied at night and the paddles hidden. Though Hennymore went every night to the lakeside, she could never find a canoe that she could use. In the meantime, Tutanekai waited and watched, sending his beseeching music across the lake. At last Hennymore felt she could wait no longer. I will swim across, she said. During the day she hid six large hollow gourds. She strung them together with flax, three on each side, so that they should act as a raft for her body when she was tired. At night she slipped into the lake with her raft of gourds. The sky was dark and starless. The island was so far away that she could not see it. No sound broke the stillness of the lake till Tutanekai's music suddenly floated across the water. Then Hinemoa took courage and swam bravely out towards it. Evenly, strongly and quietly, she swam for a long time. When she wearied, she floated resting on her raft of gourds. So, swimming, floating, she had voyaged halfway when suddenly she felt that her strength was gone. I shall never reach the island, she said aloud. I can go no further. The Tanifa will find me here and kill me. Fear me not. It was the voice of the Tanifa, that great monster who lived in the deep waters of the lake. Fear me not, he repeated. One so brave shall voyage safely. Here are rocks. Rest 
fearlessly. A cluster of rocks rose above the water, pushed upward by the monster's kindly strength. Thankfully, Hinemoa lay on them to rest. When her strength returned, she went on her dark way, fearless and calm once more. It grew late. On the island, Tutanekai said to Tiki, Hinemoa can not be coming tonight. They went home, not knowing that they were leaving Hinemoa to swim in the great lonely lake, no music to guide and cheer her. Though her hut sank, she swam bravely on, hoping that she should find the landing place. Presently, through the darkness, the island showed. Then she heard the tiny ripples breaking on the shore. She came to the landing place. Close beside it was a hot spring. She plunged into it, easing her aching shoulders and warming her chilled body in its healing waters. How shall I find Tutanekai? she thought. When she wondered what to do, a man came to the lake for water. Hinemoa saw him, for the moon had now risen. She knew him at once for Tutanekai's servant. She thought of a plan to bring Tutanekai to the spring. Speaking in a gruff voice like a man, she said, Give me water to drink. The servant, though startled at hearing a strange voice from the spring, stooped and handed down his calabash of water. Hinemoa took it, drank the water, and smashed the calabash against the rocks. Why did you do that? asked the servant in dismay. Hinemoa gave no answer. He went back to the house and told his master that a man hidden in the spring had smashed the calabash. Take another said his master. Again the servant came, and again Hinemore begged a drink and smashed the calabash. Several times it happened. The servant dared not refuse a drink to a stranger. At last, Tutanekai, waiting in the house for his water, flew into a rage at the loss of his calabashes. He ran to the spring. Come forth, the man who broke my calabashes, he shouted. It is I, Tutanekai, it is Henemore, she said softly. How joyfully he took her home. They were married and a great feast was made. Everybody came to gaze on the lovely princess who had braved the terrors of the dark lake for the love of Tutanekai. Everybody praised her beauty and her courage. News of her brave deed was carried to her father winning his forgiveness for her flight. Tutanekai made his princess happy. He showed himself so noble and so strong that he might as well have been a prince. To this day, the descendants of the two are proud to tell the tale of Hinemoa's swim. End of story 28 Recording by Maria Brooks, New Zealand End of Moriland Fairy Tales by Edith Howes